Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you shouldn't strive for enjoyment, excitement, or finding ways to make what you're doing more enjoyable. No, you will stick with it longer if it's enjoyable and fulfilling. Hey there, I'm Dr. Del Millers, and this is Energize Your Life After 50. You see, the goal of this podcast is to help you answer one simple question, and that is, how do you want to live the next chapter in your life? Do you want to keep it as it is, or do you want more? Do you want to be better, fitter, stronger, healthier without meds, more confidence, more sex appeal? Do you want to get your mojo back? Maybe you want to be the you you've always thought you could be. So each week, we'll look at simple ways to intentionally create your next chapter, prioritizing your health, your physicality, your emotional and spiritual well-being, as well as looking and feeling your best. Are you up for the challenge? Then let's get moving. And hello, hello, hello. Dr. Del Miller's here with personalfitness.com. How you doing out there? You doing good? Well, guess what, guys? January is gone. It is already the beginning of February. Can you believe it? One whole month has just magically disappeared. So how are those New Year's goals going? Going well? Well, you see, this is the time when a lot of people who set out to achieve goals for the new year Unfortunately, this is the time when a lot of them just give up and quit and drop by the wayside. And one of the reasons why, you know, last time we talked about motivation, you know, we talked about why, you know, motivation is overrated because a lot of people think that they need to stay motivated to do things. But motivation is what gets you started. It is not what keeps you going. Discipline will take you further where motivation cannot. So today we're going to talk about another one of those challenges that get in people's way, why they quit. And again, I've been doing this for, you know, 25 years, over 25 years. I've been working with clients for over 25 years. You see, time does fly. And I have studied a lot of these people. I know when people quit. I have studied when they quit. I have studied those who go on and those who quit. And one of the primary reasons why a lot of people quit is because they get bored with what they're doing. You know, it's no longer sexy. But here's the thing. We all get bored, don't we? It's inevitable. But let's face it. Those of us who are successful at following through with the habits we choose to create often get just as bored as those people who quit when things get too boring, as they like to say. Why? Because, you know, boredom isn't sexy. And in a culture that idolizes excitement, glamour, and sexiness, boredom has become enemy number one. But you want to know the biggest difference between those who win and those who quit? Successful people have this unique ability to embrace boredom. That's right. Successful people have this unique ability to embrace boredom. But before we get started, I'd like to take this time to remind you of a few important resources that are available to you. Number one, 
my free masterclass, you know, the top three things you must do to lose weight and keep it off. Okay, if you're struggling with uh, weight as an issue, then you must check out that masterclass. There's also my webinar, Get Your Sexy Back. If you're ready to truly transform your body and your life, then please sign up for the webinar. It's free. You also have access to a free health strategy call with me when you're ready to move forward in a powerful way. I also have a vault of coaching videos at my website, uh, you know, personalfitness.com. You can find all of that, sign up for all of that at my website, personalfitness.com. And lastly, please consider subscribing to this podcast. You know, there is a link in the episode notes. And thank you. Thank you for being here. I really do appreciate you. All right, guys, welcome back. Dr. Del Miller's here. And I don't think I mentioned that this is Energize Your Life After 50, right? Did I mention that? I don't think I mentioned that at the beginning. Anyway, I'm glad you're here and we're we're talking about boredom. We're talking about the fact that successful people have this unique ability to embrace boredom. And you know what I'm talking about because Many of you are successful business people, entrepreneurs, or career professionals. Those are the people who gravitate towards me. Those those are the majority of my clients. They're successful business people, business owners, entrepreneurs, executives, career professionals. They're the people I deal with mostly. And the truth is, most people don't really enjoy looking at spreadsheets, balance sheets, emails, and a host of other necessary tasks that successful people have to deal with. Am I right or am I right? Of course I'm right. You know I'm right. But you do them, don't you? You do them. Why? Because they are necessary. They are necessary. But here's the thing that I never understood. These same highly successful people are often the ones who quit on their personal goals when things get boring. Yes, I've seen over and over again. I've I've had so many of these. I've seen so many of these people who quit. They're very successful in their careers. Yet when it comes to their personal goals, health goals and things like that, they're the ones who give up when things get boring. Now, that makes absolutely no sense, sense to me because it's as if they think that there's a set of rules that lead to professional success and a completely different set of rules for personal success. But nothing could be further from the truth. The same principles that lead to professional success are the same principles that lead to personal success. Whether you're trying to lose weight, create a healthy lifestyle, or creating a whole new identity by creating a shift in who you think you are, success principles are universal. Now, let me ask you a couple questions. Do you honestly think that Michael Phelps, let's take Michael Phelps as an example. Do you think that Michael Phelps could have become the most decorated Olympian in history? Without boredom? Guys, he's swimming. He's in the freaking pool every day, swimming. I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty darn boring to me. (laughs) You know, this guy was swimming at the height of his training. He's swimming the equivalent of about 50 miles every week. Can you imagine? 50 miles every week. Now, do you think that kind of training 
could come about without some degree of boredom or a lot of boredom. Ha! Hello! Of course. Now, what about Michael Jordan? You know, Jordan was celebrated for his long hours in the gym, even after all his teammates had already gone home. Jordan was known to be the last one on the floor, working on his free throws, working on his shots. Now, do you think Jordan could have become the greatest basketball player who ever lived? Well, in my opinion, he was. I don't think he could have become the greatest without a little boredom. But again, focusing on what's necessary. Sometimes you have to tolerate a little boredom because what you have to do is necessary. We have to take care of what is necessary. So, in other words, to develop the habits of success in any arena, whether in business or in life, you're going to have to embrace boredom. That's right. You're going to have to embrace boredom. And successful people have this unique ability to embrace boredom and to focus on what is necessary. You know, so I, I would say that boredom is kind of a precursor to success because those of us who succeed at anything get just as bored with the activity as those who give up and fail. The difference is that successful people don't let the way they feel get in the way of doing what needs doing. They do what is necessary. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you shouldn't strive for enjoyment, excitement, or finding ways to make what you're doing more enjoyable. No, nothing could be further from the truth. I'm not saying that. You will stick with it longer if it's enjoyable and fulfilling. So make it enjoyable, make it fulfilling. However, there will come a time, folks, when you're just bored. You're just plain bored. There's no way around it. There's no sugarcoating it. You're going to get bored in whatever you're doing, in whatever endeavor, in whatever arena, you are going to get bored. You're just bored and you just no, don't feel like showing up. That's just the bottom line. You just don't feel like doing the next rep, the next set. But your success depends on it. You got to do the work. You got to put in the reps. You got to show up whether you feel like it or not. Sometimes I don't feel like doing cardio or going to the gym, but I do it. Why? Because it's what I do. It's become a part of my identity. And long ago, I made a commitment with myself to never skip a workout just because I don't feel like it. I never let boredom prevent me. I never let the way I feel prevent me from doing what I've committed to do. And here's the thing. It's what I do, not because I like it. You need to get that. It's what I do, not because I like it. It's just what I do. Because it's an integral part of my identity narrative, the story I tell of who I am. Now, that's important to understand again. It's not what I do because I like it. I don't always like it. Yet I do it because it is what I do. It's become an integral part of my identity narrative. It's the same thing with eating. I eat the way I eat because that's the way I eat. It's part of my lifestyle. It's become my lifestyle. 
right? I eat the way I eat based on how I'm going to feel when I'm done. If I'm not, if I'm going to feel like crap when I'm done, then why bother? If I'm going to feel like crap, you know, in in college, I have always felt this way. I see people drink themselves to silliness to the point where they can't even stand up and move. And I'm like, wow, if that's the way I'm going to feel, then why bother? If I'm going to feel like crap the next day, why bother? So if I'm going to feel like crap after a meal, why bother? I eat the way I eat based on I'm going to feel when I'm done. I want to feel good. I want to feel energized. So here, here's another thing to understand, right? Is it eventually your habits shape your very identity? That's what I talk about. When I talk about identity narrative, your story of who you think you are, your habits will shape your very identity because the way you see yourself dictates your behaviors, right? And your behaviors will eventually become your habits. Anything you do repeatedly and consistently over time will become a habit, whether a good habit or a bad habit, but it will become a habit. So be careful what you do <laughs> because it will become a habit. And those unconscious habits are terribly difficult to break. And here's the thing. Your habits reinforce your vision of yourself, who you think you are. So it's the circle of life. It's, it's, it's a circle. Your habits shape your identity because the way you see yourself dictates your behaviors and your behaviors will eventually become your habits and your habits reinforce your vision of yourself. So it's a circle. Your habits reinforce your identity or create your very identity if those habits are subconscious. Let me give you a couple of examples. You know, over the years, I've uh, talked to a lot of people who, you know, they would say things like, I'm not an athlete or I'm not coordinated. I've got two left feet. I don't do this. I don't do that. I'm shy. And guess what, folks? That's their identity narrative, the story they tell the world about who they are. And that identity narrative then dictates their behaviors. If you think you're not an athlete and you're not coordinated, then you would probably avoid any kind of activity that requires some athleticism or coordination, wouldn't you? I would think so. You would likely choose other behaviors. And the thing is, over time, by not allowing yourself to work on your athleticism and coordination, your picture of yourself being uncoordinated will eventually become a self-fulfilling prophecy. You see how that works? Because our behaviors become our habits and you haven't developed any athletic habits or any coordination habits. So the picture you have of yourself will eventually become a self-fulfilling prophecy because your identity narrative drive your behaviors, your behaviors create your habits, and your habits reinforce that identity narrative. Pretty cool, isn't it? It's pretty cool if you are aware of the dynamic at play. Not so cool if you're not aware of this dynamic and your behaviors are creating unconscious habits, which are then reinforcing that unconscious identity narrative. Okay? So it, it, it works both ways. It could be a double-edged sword. But overall, it's pretty cool. This is what I work with my clients on. And to create 
lasting, sustainable change, well, we start by working on that identity narrative, how you see yourself, because how you see yourself will dictate the things you're willing to do, will dictate the habits that you develop, will dictate your success or your failure. So that is the most, one of the most powerful place to start when you're trying to create transformation, not change, change is temporary. But when you want to create lasting change or transformation, well, you start with your identity narrative. And uh, here's another thing to consider, folks. There's just going to come a time when the necessary has to outweigh the enjoyable. Just, it, it, that's just the bottom line. There's no getting around it. Success has a price, and sometimes that price is boredom. You can win or you can quit. The choice is yours. But here's the thing. Those who win learn to use boredom as a kind of meditation. <laughs> and I mean, what could be more boring than meditation? You know, all you do is you sit there and focus on your breath. Not very exciting, is it? Get very effective. Don't get me wrong. I meditate. It's very effective. But not very exciting. And that's the point. So what if you could use boredom as a kind of meditation? A time to really become present. You see, every successful person I know, and I work with a lot of successful people, as I mentioned, have at one point or another learned to create a shift in their perspective. A shift is a new way of seeing the world, a change in perspective. Consequently, a change in attitudes, mindsets, habits, and behavior. You know, this is one of the fundamental things I work with my clients on, to create shifts, a new way of seeing the things that they're doing. So what if you could create a shift in the way you deal with boredom? Wouldn't that be significant? I think so. Again, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm not saying you shouldn't strive for novelty or to prevent boredom, really. Absolutely do that. Anything that is going to allow you to show up consistently and do the work is a plus. However, if you're in it for the long haul, boredom is inevitable. I mean, that's just the bottom line. If you're in it for the long haul, boredom just is inevitable. So before you start jumping around from workout to workout, you know, looking for the next hot fad, you know, before you jump to the next diet because you're bored with what you're doing, before you give up your new venture and hop on to the next hot thing because it's novel and exciting, just know this. There will come a time when any of us who are striving to achieve anything worthwhile will face the same challenge. Quit and move on or learn to embrace boredom. You can quit or you can win. But the people who win, win because they create a fundamental shift in the way they see boredom. They look at boredom as a window through which it's a sunny day beyond the gloom. They look at boredom as a window through which it's a sunny day beyond the gloom. The choice is yours, my friends.
All right, that's all I've got for you today, guys. But remember, please do leave me a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. The link is in the show notes. And when you do, leave me a five-star rating. Take a screenshot and email it to me at podcast at personalfitness.com. Podcast at personalfitness.com. And I will send you a paperback copy of my first book, Fitness and Spirituality. It's all about mindset and motivation, okay? So, until next time, may the best of your todays be the worst of your tomorrows. Catch you soon. You've been listening to Energize Your Life After 50 with me, your host, Dr. Del Millers. For all the resources mentioned in this episode, you can check the show notes or go to my website at personalfitness.com. There, you can sign up for the free masterclass, the webinar, free webinar, a free health strategy call, and have access to my vault of coaching videos all for free. So check out the website at personalfitness.com. See you next time.